Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Oi, Mike, it's the Lord Dresser. Hey, guys, it's blogger Batch Billy, duh. The following podcast contains... Foul fucking language, mate, so fuck off. Yeah, don't get all butthurt, you basic blogger Becky bitches. Aloha, wasabi, and greetings from my sauna. It's like a sauna in here. In Los Angeles, California. Welcome back to the Frothcast. Tis I, your host... Hendo, and this is episode three. It's been a hot minute since we last met, but boy, do I have some friggin' whale tales and updates for you. This episode is run in more of a freeform style alongside my special guest, co-frother, and good mate who goes by the name of Viceroy. Viceroy, a.k.a. Austin Afriti is a music producer known for his seductive summertime sound, his high-energy, good-vibe live performances, and a legendary Jet Life remix series that would even have Al Gore getting jiggy with it. We recently had a chat in an extremely cozy spot at my house in which we conversed about such rich topics as holiday meats, DVDs, Beckys, and fresh-pressed so sit back, relax, and enjoy the weirdness. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Temple Authentic. Brrr, winter is coming and you're going to want to look cool while you stay warm. Grab yourself a bitchin' dank bomber jacket from Temple Authentic and blow all the Becky's minds at your local Bic Room class. Head over to templeauthentic.com. Pick a steezy jacket of your choice and enter the promo code HENDO, H-E-N-D-O, and you're looking at a 15% discount from now until November 17th. So get it while supplies last. All right, we are recording live. Everybody, welcome back to the Frothcast episode three. It's been a while since I've joined you, but I got a special surprise guest for you guys. My mate, the one and only, who the hell are you? Oh, the Vice Rizzler. Ooh la la, special guest. That feels so nice to hear. <laughs> the Vice Rizzler. Vice Rizzler, a.k.a. Austin, a.k.a. Townie, a.k.a. Viceroy. Yes, we are here in Marina Dara. Where the fuck are we, mate? You know what? We're in the Darai and Hendo Surf Ambassador Surf Lord's closet. And I got to say, it's pretty cozy in here. Nice temperature, great temperature. And um, yeah, you know, it's the only place that was really quiet. We tried in the living room and it was just a little too echoey. We wanted the best quality for the Throfflers. Yeah, we're not trying to sing Umbrella, Ella, Ella. So we're trying to give you the top, 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 tip top quality here. And that's why we're in my closet. I might beg to differ. I'm getting a little sweaty. I'm getting a little stanky, you know? I like it hot. It's like a sauna. We're doing a little schwitzen. Um, But welcome back, people. Sorry it's been so long that uh, since I've last released a podcast or anything like that. But uh, hey, I've been doing shit. I've been living. What have you been up to, Hondo, in this, like, last, since May? It's gonna be May. It's been since May. It's gonna be May. May was a little egg, but you know what? Took an L and we bounced back. I've been, uh... All around the world, and I've been player hated, but just got back from Europe. You know that song, right? Player haters. Yeah, P Diddy. Yes. 
Yes, of course I do. Uh, classic. Classic. Fucking classic. Um, just got back from Europe. I was in France and Portugal, and I did two events compared to three, which I typically do. And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling refreshed. It was a great time. You know, you know, Hendo, when you're just hanging on the south coast or north, sorry, north coast of France. I can't. No, 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 southwest. It's a coast. Okay, you're on a fucking coast. You know, France. It's you know, it's it's a rough life. And then in Portugal. You know, it's not so. It's really rough. So I mean, it's you know, you're wearing it well. You're wearing it well. You're doing one for the for the country there. Just going over there and you know, having a terrible time. Thank you, thank you. I love both equally as much. Uh, but let me tell you, France beach break barrels have still evaded me. They're elusive. They're as elusive as fucking unicorns or Bigfoot's dick, dude. So <laughs> that dick is very elusive. Yeah. See you next year, France barrels and France merts or whatever. But mate, let's talk about a little bit more about you. What brings you to Los Angeles? Where are you coming from before that? Oh man, I'm uh, no longer a San Franciscan. That's <laughs> uh, it's it's honestly great to be here. Been putting it off for six and a half years and uh, piss my mom off by moving. You know, she's crying every day. Shout out to my mama. Shout out to my papa. But, um, you know, it was time. It was time to get down here in the La La Land. El Andales. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's great. I'm over in uh, this, uh, the Lake del Silver. And, um, you know, I'm excited for a few reasons. One, for work. You know, meet more creative people. And we can't forget about the Mertz. Beautiful, beautiful women here in uh, Los Angeles. You know, it's, it's, it's breathtaking. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. I agree. And uh, yeah, welcome again to a city of angels, Los Angeles, LA, La La Land. Welcome to LA. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. First stark differences. I mean, you mentioned the opportunities, you mentioned the people, you mentioned the merch, the babes, and all that. But uh, what the hell else sticks out from LA compared to SF? I mean, let's go with the weather. Pretty fire. Although I feel like I brought the San Francisco weather this week. It's been a little bit of uh, sweat of weather, if you may say. And I really, I love it. I love it. What do you call the weather? Carl, right? Carl the Fog. That is uh, mind-blowing. There is the term Carl the Fog for the fog that rolls in on the north side of the city in San Francisco. But it has a fucking massive following on social media. Some asshole made a Carl the Fog Instagram account. And it has like 250,000 followers. And he posts once every like six m- weeks just a picture of the fucking fog. <laughs> I can barely get I can barely get eleven thousand on mine. I yeah. try my ass off. I post a damn selfie and I get a freaking hundred likes, mate. I know, dude. Selfies. Who are we kidding? Who cares? Fog's more important than selfies it anyway, fogs right? The most important. Yeah, super fog. And the fog here we like to call Carlitos. Carlitos. I got a feeling that was a Hendo Surf Ambassador original. That's true. I don't. Maybe someone's called it that. I did look the other day, and someone had taken it. Damn okay. you! But uh, maybe we'll start our own shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Well, gearing up to the frothcast, I typically start this bitch off with like music, fantasy, little health section. So I'm gonna have my boy Vice Rizla, Vice Roy, help me out with a little bit here. Let's talk about music this week. Is there any song that you've been listening to that stuck on repeat is breaking your Game Boy, your Walkman? What's my Willie? Yeah, what's your Floats my boats. Yeah, gets you going. Yeah. What's the titties pajamas, the bee's knees? Ooh, the DT, the dank titties. Yeah, Yeah, I gotta say, the there's a song, you know, and I have a beef, Hendo, with bands, not because of the band's decision, but more of like 
they don't make it aware of how to pronounce it. And then you either meet the band or you just talk about it with other people. And there's some douchebag that's like, oh, excuse me, it's not the acronym. It's, it's you say it like mid or rack or RAC. You know, and it's like I just need a little help, man. You know, tell me, tell me how I'm supposed to say it. So this band MYD or mid, you know, uh, they have this song called The Sun. And let me tell you why it's uh, Que Fuego, if I may. Mm-hmm. It's uh, got a little of that uns uns four in the floor indie style. Um, it's got some nice jazzy kind of, you know, psychedelic chords going on, that kind of Cachinata vibes. But then it's um, it's got this, you know, it's just got surf rock involved too. It's got like all my favorite things in one song. It's called The Sun by MYD or Mid. Depends who's the asshole telling you which one it is. And uh, yeah, go find that on your Spotify. Okay, maybe they were going for My D. You ever think about my that? My D, you know what? That's uh, that's probably their, that's probably what it was. You yeah. know, they're they're way smarter than we are. Like, who's gonna get barrel tonight? My D. I'm gonna get my D in the sun. Remember, freaking uh, what's his name? Um, dude, what's the guy's name? My dick is VIP. That's a Mrs. Sir Avalon, a Miss Mickey Avalon. Yeah, that dude played a freaking uh, party in Isla Vista once when I was in college. He played for me in college too. Yeah, it was all time. Yeah, with Snoop Dogg. Guy looks kind of like a bird, but he was pulling all kinds of chicks. Was he though? Or was he just talking about pulling a lot of shit? I mean, they were all over him. I don't know if he did anything. Who, whoever fucked Mickey Avalon, I, that's just, that's a low, that's an all time low. Pretty disgusting. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Come on. Okay, I would say for my song this week, even though it's not brand new. Hey, it doesn't have to be brand new to be a jam. That's true. Jam or banger. What do you like better, mate? Uh, I always like jams, you know me. Oh, so you don't like peanut butter? No. I love peanut butter. I love peanut butter. We had a couple of those Reese's Pieces, Don't guys. tell anybody about that. Can we talk about that for a second, too, before we get into song? Yeah, before we go into Yeah, you know, Reese's Pieces, probably my favorite mainstream candy, okay? I'm all about the mainstream candy. I'm not too good for it. Mm-hmm. But I had a Reese's with some pieces in it today. Now, that was mind-blowing to me. I had a little bit of a crunch, and uh, good job. You got that at the uh, grocery store, huh? I was down at Ralph's with TK, the roomie, the homie. Shout out oh, TK, boy. the beer wench. Shout out Troy Cuts. Check him out, ripping. Uh, he got us a couple of beers right now, the Delirium, which yeah, is Yeah, shout out to Delirium. You're not a sponsor, but you will be after listening to this podcast. That would be dank. Uh, but yeah, we're at Ralph's, and I was like, dude, I'm trying to get some candy because that looks sick. Look at this Reese's peanut butter cup. Reese's with pieces. Yeah, with pieces in it. It's 50% off. I paid like a dollar for 50 of them. There must be, the margins must be insane on candy to go 50% off. Yeah, he was saying, dude, don't do it. Don't do a little cheat day. Don't do a cheat week. But I said, you know what? I'm going to eat this shit. And you're going to treat yourself. He apparently doesn't know about that. Full yellow, full sand. Yeah. So that was delicious. I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as I did. Let's wrap this back into your favorite song of the week. Okay, it's not new, uh, but it's still dank. Um, I'm going to go with... The War on Drugs, and the song is entitled Taking the Farm. This is older, way older War on Drugs. Original singer. Yeah, this is when Kurt Vile was in the band before he went solo. Classic. Yeah, you might know him with uh, Pretty Pimpin', another classic. But this song is just indie, feel-good, jams. It feels like the sun is coming through the speaker and just penetrating your whole body. So... That sounds like the bee's knees or the titties PJs, as we say. <laughs> it's dang titties, dog. It's, it's dang titties. It's epic. So there's two songs for you guys. Um, if we could have one more, if we could get... Troy Dog, you got any songs, mate? I think he's getting ready for his gig tonight. He's got a big gig on the rocks, above the rocks tonight. Yeah, so what Gentlemen, you- if, you, if you're looking for a man... <laughs> find him there yeah why don't you feel his absence and uh let's hear one more song that you're feeling it could be old it could be new it could be classic let's give these people three songs i'm gonna do two things i'm gonna tell you another classic actually just a classic another song by my d 
Oh, losing my microphone. Lost my microphone. All right, all right. We're back. We're back. We're back. Check, check, check. All right. So I'm going to go with two things. First, I'm going to start off with another song. I'm going to go with uh, Eyes of the World by the Grateful Dead, the 1974 Winterland San Francisco recording, if you can keep up with that, on the So Many Roads album. My favorite song of all time. Very specific, but I know what I like. Ooh, ladies. Okay. And I'm going to go for, we're in Hendo's closet right now, so let's pick out. He's got a array of DVDs, ladies and gentlemen. Not Blu-ray, DVDs in here. <laughs> and I'm going to go and just pick what is my favorite DVD, because we know he's never watching these. He's a hoarder. He's clearly a hoarder. <laughs> and I'm going to go pick, actually, he has my favorite movie, second favorite movie, cl- probably close to first favorite movie of all time here. Sitting right in front of me is The Great Escape. You like that With movie. Steve McQueen, my man. Oh, you like the classics. I, you know, I like a classic. I like I like him. He's just got everything going, you know? You know, he's a, he's the original Daniel Craig. Honestly, he's fantastic. That's a great movie. The Great Escape about the Second World War. Yep. Highly recommend it with the man Steve McQueen. So did you like North by Northwest? Y- yes, but I'm, I'm much more of a Great Escape guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was more of an Italian neorealism guy. Oh. When I was studying film, I loved La Dolce Vita by Federico Fellini. Um, eight and a half, that's another classic. La Bicicletta Thief. That one was like, uh, all right, this kid stole his bike and he's pissed. Go buy a freaking another one, mate. Call up the Soleil homies. Stop bitching. Shout out to Soleil. Yeah, the homies. The homies. Yeah, the last one, they uh, they sponsored the last podcast, so shout out to those boys. I hope you guys all utilize the um, discount code, FROTH, uh, because they had some 20% off deals for you. It's a very good deal. These bikes are fresh to death. But uh, La Dolce Vita, a classic. Um, a classic. Thanks for sharing your songs with us, dude. Appreciate that. Uh, Dank AF. Thanks for sharing your closet. Uh, yeah, Closet's pretty fire. What was that Eminem song? Freaking, don't worry, mama, I'm coming out the closet. Or skeletons? No, that's that's Kevin Spacey this week. So that's not uh, that's not uh, that's yeah. not um, that's not a Eminem song. It's okay. A lot of crazy shit going on there. There's a lot of crazy shit. You know what? That's what we decide on this podcast to kind of just avoid that and just talk about the stuff. Right. Let's try to avoid the politicos because we could talk about that forever. We could talk and... about it forever, but I'd rather talk about DVDs are in this fucking closet right now. <laughs> I got a couple dank ones. He's got some dank ones in here. He's got super bad. Yep, Dogtown. City of God, it's an intense Dude, one. Dude, City of God is an awesome it movie. It is an awesome, awesome movie. He's got Wedding Crashers, Bullseye. Let's see what else he's got in here. <laughs> uh, you know, he's just got a lot. You know, he's got a lot. Um, he got a lot of books, too. He's got some books. He does read, ladies and gentlemen. He has some books. Whether he's read them or not, that's a whole different story. But... I've read a couple of those. Yeah. You know, I like this closet. It's very homey. It is. And the, in the acoustics, you can't beat it. You got the oh, Coen Brothers movie collection. Oh, wow. We could sit down and watch that. Yeah, Fargo, Raising Arizona. We got Blood Simple. Just have a full-on day with it. Speaking Blood of day. movies and entertainment, are you watching anything on, like, Netflix, HBO at the moment, any kind of... Hendo, you know me. I'm I'm always watching shows. I'm not a television watcher, but I'm always watching shows. You're um, a shower, not a grower. I'm a shower, not a goer. Yeah, I don't like to go, you know, on TV too often, but I like to watch them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just finished up Stranger Things season two. You know, yeah. wasn't anything mind blowing. That's been out for like four days. It was been. It's been out for a week. Okay. Relaxing. I'm still out. on episode five or four, I think. And we know you is when you have as much time as I do, you should have finished that by now. So, um, yeah, I finished it. Yeah, I finished it last night. You know, it was uh, it was kind of like um, the second poolside album. You know, it was exactly what I wanted. It was nothing crazy, different. It was just kind of a a nice part two, if you will, of. Uh, uh, the second, first season, just like the first album, the pool, uh, poolside. Shout out poolside. 
Yeah, the homies, the originators. The homies. Uh, without ruining too much, do you think there's going to be a three? Uh, you know, they always, you know, you never can tell a sci-fi, but they always leave you with a five-second end of the, of the show where you think there might be something. So I'm going to go with yes. It's a full cliffhanger banger, right? It's always a full cliffhanger. Everything goes well at the end, but then something fucking happens and they start a new season. So Damn it. What about, you've been watching Curb? You watch Curb? Oh, I've been watching Curb. I love Curb. You know what's crazy, actually, Hendo? I hadn't gotten, you've been watching Curb for a long time? Yes. I started watching it only three years ago. Oh. I didn't like it. And I was a huge Seinfeld fan growing up. I don't know what it was. I think, you know, it just, there is a bit of a different take onto it. Um, I think I just came out of my stupidity and realized that it's fucking amazing. <laughs> so I've been watching that for a while. Honestly, the last episode was probably my favorite episode of all time. I know it's a big statement. Yeah. It's big. Because there's what, nine seasons? There's nine seasons. Yeah. And, you know, people have, there's people really stand near their classics. And I get that. And I, you know, I wouldn't be saying this. It's offensive, quite honestly, to a lot of people to say that a newer episodes think, I think it's the best. But it honestly was. They had five different little short stories going on, the whole thing that come back together at the end, like a, a classic episode. But they really did it well this time and very relatable. Yeah, we can we can spoil this because hey, if you haven't seen that episode by now, you lagging. So. You were lagging on the curb. We talk a little bit about that. Um, what what happened again? It was the freaking uh, Civil War thing, right? Yeah, there was a few things that go on. I'll just let's talk about the topics, okay? Because I think everybody can really relate to these. One was the um, save the date for weddings. Mm. And the invites. Now I've got a lot of weddings coming up. Shout out Shona and. Jonah, is that the, is maybe, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's their wedding little name or marriage uh, name, Jonah and Shay. Yeah, Shona. Shona. Like they're that. actually, their hashtag is Shay gets buried. Now, I, I took that very sexually. I thought it was hilarious, but um, maybe that's, maybe it had to do with play on married. Or maybe it's like getting barreled. I don't know. You know, just, it sounded, 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 sounded naughty. So, yeah, anyways, shout out to you too. Congrats. Shout out to you too. Congrats. I cannot wait to be there. Um, and I'm going to another wedding in Santa Barbara next week. Ala Vista, hell oh, yeah. yeah, all my mater. Oh, Grant and Gwen, congratulations. So I've been getting a lot of these um, save the dates. I've been getting a lot of these invitations. And I guess Larry, in my opinion, I think you maybe have a different opinion about it, but he's like, don't send me something to remind me to save a date for an invitation you're going to send me to invite me. Just send me the invitation. And I, I got to say, I agree, man. It's just so true. Like, I feel like it's a little unnecessary. Like, send the invitation out. A year in advance or whatever, like you do with the invite, with the uh, save the date. I mean, my the way that I think about things, I forget about shit all the time. And like, there are some busy ass people out there. Let's face it, I don't really have shit to do other than work. And when I'm back, I'm cruising. So chances are I'll be there if I'm around. But for the most part, you know, most people are busy. So you send the save the date a year in advance, and then you send the actual invitation six months, I think. I think that's... But why don't you just send the invite a year in advance? Like, I get you're trying to get a head count, but, like, aren't you just going to get a head count anyways from the invitation? That's a good point. I never thought about it I'm not. Way. I'm not a traditionalist, Hendo, okay? I'm all about breaking the rules. You should send the invite a year in advance, and then that way you save paper as well, and you save a lot of people's time. And your time and stress about who, how many people you can have the wedding, head counts, you know... I'm going to have to go with LD on this one. Yep, LD for the win. Dude, what about uh, fantasy? I'm going to talk real quick about fantasy surfer, and then you can talk about fantasy football because I don't know football between me, a hole in the wall, and a bee's dick. 
Yeah, no, I don't. I, you know what? I'm I'm a little bit more advanced than you are, but you know, B's dick is pretty close. What is Fantasy Surfer? I'm, I'm I don't know what that is. Okay, so if you go back to episode one, apparently I missed it. Obviously, haven't listened. It breaks it down how Fantasy Surfer works. There's two ways to go about it. There's a WSL one, which is the World Surf League platform. That's kind of an even-keeled one. And the Fantasy Surfer, brought to you by Surfer Mag, is kind of like the stock exchange where when guys get more results, their equity goes up, so they become more expensive. I play both. I'm in like five leagues. There's a thing. This is real. This isn't uh, some made-up fucking bullshit for your podcast. People take it serious, and winners get like huge prizes, and the losers have to do, you know... I don't know, ride a boogie board out at some gnarly wave and dress up like a full Cougar of the Day or something. Oh, man. that's I, Shout out to Cougar of the Day. Makes, yeah. Puts a smile on my face every day. So good. You watch all those? Oh, I watch them on repeat. I don't even surf, and I love it. Did you see the, uh, I made it on Cougar of the Day. Like, you did make it on Cougar of the Day. This summer. Yeah. I, I watched it, and I didn't really realize it was you until uh, you showed it to me in person. And I was like, you know what? That is your voice. It was pretty good. It was just what I call serendipity. It was fate. I was here at my house looking out the window and there was a guy doing a push-up on a sup board with a paddle on his fucking neck. And I said, this is too absurd and ridiculous to film. I've done some kooky shit in my life. We've all done some kooky shit in our lives. This is next level. So I did that plus a little voiceover where I was like, okay, because he was with his mate and he's like, okay, so you do a push-up like this and then you shit your pants and <laughs> all that kind of shit and they picked it up. So. Dude, it was it was, it was was hilarious. And I, I even loved it even more knowing it was you. So shout out to uh, Kook of the Day for sponsoring my boy's uh, video. Yeah, life goals achieved. Thank you, guys. Um, what the hell were we talking about? Freaking. Uh, we were talking oh. about uh, Fantasy Surfer, my man. Let's get back on that. Yeah, so last year I did pretty good. I got second. I would have won, but that's another story. This year I am sucking donkey balls. Sucking bee's dick. Full on bee's dick, maybe a fly's dick, maybe an ant's dick, maybe something small. A gnat's dick. That's pretty small. No, maybe a manatee dick because I'm getting reamed, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting reamed, actually, yeah. yeah. That BDP, that big dick player, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, I did absolutely horrible in Europe, and hopefully, Pipe, I can redeem myself, but there's no way I can win so this So, does it go from each event? Yeah. Okay, so each event, you guys are betting on the surfers based on the, the waves, the place, location. Like, okay, this is great. Yeah, so with the World Surf League platform, you can choose tier A, tier B, tier C, and there's, like, the top dogs on A, the middle guys on B, and then the freaking, hey, mate, what are you doing here on C? It's like, yeah, still on tour, mate? You're doing all right? But they're just on the bubble. So uh, when I go to Hawaii on Friday, there is... Two more really big qualifying contests that decide who's going to go into the major leagues and who's going to fall down back to the minor leagues, basically. So is it like money? Is it money based essentially? Uh, the world Sur- the World Surf League platform is not money based. The other one, the Fantasy Surfer from Surfer Mag, is uh, money based. So what do you think you're going to win? So let's say like your uh, event in Hawaii, what could you win if you win the whole thing? And are you going against a bunch of friends? Or are you going against a bunch of randos? No, I got a bunch of like different leagues. I've got like high school buddies from La Jolla. I've got college buddies from Santa Barbara. I've got coworkers from WSL. Um, who knew this existed? I was up in San Francisco, just had no idea. Yeah, this is a big thing. Okay. I mean, servants coming in the limelight, dog, it's maybe too much. Also, can we take a moment? Rest in peace, Andy. Yeah, Since, yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Seven years ago, yesterday, uh, November 2nd, was the 
the day that we lost the legend of Andy Irons, but um, he has inspired a lot of people. His spirit lives on. And I'll tell you what, he was like definitely one of my favorite surfers, the lines that he drew and like the deepness that he got in the barrels and just the raw punk rock style that he had was like no other. So I'm um, sure he's looking down on some mates. And he's looking down on this podcast in this closet right now, judging you on your DVDs. Cool. I hope I'm making them proud. <laughs> Helped him park one time. I was like, yeah, they, oh, there's a spot right there for you, mate. That was the extent of our yeah, interaction. Was, but you were like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, kind of. that was Hollywood like, what, eight years ago or something. Oh. But. So you got, okay, so you got your um, fancy surf. So is there any, do you got anything coming up for this uh, trip to Hawaii? Anybody that you uh, are betting on? Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Then we'll go to freaking football nerd shit. Uh, even though it's probably way more popular than surfing. I, pr- I would probably guess that. Yeah. Uh, and no no hate against football. I love – football is actually one of the more entertaining sports for me. But going back to surfing, um, for pipe, I'm going to say my team will probably consist of John John Florence, who is the current world champion. He grew up on Pipeline. His backyard is Pipeline. He's – one of the biggest locals there. Uh, he'd been surfing there since he was like, I don't know, five or before he even had pubes, you know? So he knows it like the front and back of his hand. Um, it's going to be hard to choose because Gabriel Medina is also in world title contention. And between those two, I mean, Medina's repping the goofy footers. I'm goofy, but John is just such a humble, awesome guy. I'm going to have to go with John John. So... Uh, my team will probably have him. I'll probably put maybe a wild card. I don't know who the wild card is yet. There's a local guy who's going to win the local trial, the local trials, and then go into the actual contest. Maybe that's usually pretty good. Is Mick Fanning in this one? Yeah, Mick's in there. Okay, I'm I'm going with Mick Fanning every time. Double downing on Mick Fanning. I know nothing about surfing, but I know a guy who can punch a shark in the face. That <laughs> is that's that's talent right there. He is the biggest legend and nicest dude on tour. So I'd probably put Mick. He does really well out there as well. Julian's had great results. He's won it. Um, Jeremy Flores has done really well out there. You're going to want to pick. We'll see what the swell does. And we're going to talk a little bit more as it gets closer. I'll probably do a podcast from Hawaii and we can talk about it there. But uh, keep those guys in mind and let's switch gears and let's talk a little bit about football, which I have no idea how that works and who's in the lead. But I do know you guys have a ripping sick club that you guys it's called the guest list if you will say that again it's called the guest list if you will yeah and it consists of a bunch of les dogs right it does consist of a bunch of les dogs les dogs les dogs Les dogs. shout out to delirium making me uh slurring words um so yeah we got my buddy ian bixel brad not boss robert may rob bixel you know uh viv a rod stretchy d <laughs> Bob Winnick and uh, Matt Black and Jonah Barry. Stretchy D is that Dave? Stretchy D is Dave. That's a long story. That is uh, that's a trip to uh, Joshua Tree that you weren't on, and that's where it's gonna stop. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know what? I'm actually not doing too bad this year. I'm tied for second in the East. We split it up to East to West side because I moved here, and it was fucking amazing. It keeps a little bit uh, tensions high, um, promises low. I can't say I'm winning. You know, McPherson, Ian is uh, it's at the top. You know, I might get. I'm tied for second. You know, I'm not too bad, not too upset about that. I mean, you know, being real on here, I need some help in the past with uh, you know, keep my squad up to date, and I'm not like the most up on the football. And you know, this year I was like, I'm gonna do this completely myself, and look where it's taken me. I might be coming first place in the East next week if I win. 
Who's playing this weekend? Who do you got? Okay. Let me go to my matchup on Fantasy Cast. I am playing Rob Jim Rob Cooter, and it is Rob May. I am putting Dak Prescott in. He's been fucking solid all year in the Cowboys. Um, let's see. My favorite players I've probably put on right now is, let's see, DeAndre Hopkins has just been really solid all year. He's finally got a you know, quarterback throwing to him that makes it worthy to have him on. Um Mike, you know what's really funny? Jake Elliott, my kicker from the Eagles, um, he he's actually got me a lot of points, and he's just a kicker. So I'm, a, you know, I'm gonna give him some shout outs for that. Would you call him a punter? Um, a punter and a kicker are two, two different things. Now, do you know what the Aussies call punters? Um, what is a what is a punter in Aussie terms? They have oh, I mean that that guy's a fucking punter. That means he like sends it, and he's just a maniac savage that just. But is it a good out. thing? Yeah, it's a great thing. Oh, it's a great thing. Okay, okay. it's a compliment. Yeah, it's like oh, are you gonna punt tonight, mate? Are you gonna full? It's a full send. It's a full send or nudge. You know, what are you feeling like tonight's gonna be like? Are you feeling like you're gonna do a nudge and then it's gonna turn to a full send? I mean, that's the problem, right? When you nudge, sometimes it just goes to full send. You can't help it. So let's define this real quick. So a nudge is like maybe six beers, five, six beers. It's like a pretty chill night, right? <laughs> yeah, it depends, it depends who's drinking them. Well, that's true. Maybe three for the nor- normal Daryls. Um, but uh, full send, what would you say? Maybe up to upwards to 10 to 12 drinks, I guess, which some people would call binge drinking. Uh, you know, your doctor says five a week is the max, so I would say any of that's binge drinking. Shit. Well, <laughs> slap my dick and call me Daryl. Um, <laughs> I think... <laughs> my doctor wouldn't be impressed. I think tonight... I don't know. There's a lot of things going on. Troy's playing down at the uh, On the Rocks in Holly Weird. Um, maybe stay out here on the west side. I thought we were going to go out, but you're going out to some big dick player party, huh? I'm going to go to this big dick player party that I can't talk about, but it's a big dick player party. Mm-hmm. Oh, have fun with that. Yeah. If it was anything like the party on Monday, then uh, I wish you luck because that was all That time. was a full send. That was awesome. Steve Zizu. That was me. Yeah. He dressed up as a Halloween party. He was Steve Zizu. I was Top Gun, and it was a full Hollywood Hills party, but uh, you know how that goes, mate. Yeah, it's all, all one and the same. Late night, good times, but get back to your football. Let's hear the rest. You I don't. You're speaking, I, to be honest, you're speaking Greek to me. Dude, you, you, you know what? At least I threw a Mick Fanning reference in there. At least, you know, this is, that was Greek to me. Okay, so I'm give gonna, me some reference. Give me, give me, give me some fun. Okay, let me throw some football knowledge on your ass. I yeah. know Ladanian Tomlinson, LT. Yeah. I know freaking Sprawls. He's a ledge if he's still playing. Uh, <laughs> Bo, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders were my favorite baseball and football players. You know what? That's what's crazy about them. The multi-sport guys were so impressive back in the day. Yeah, and Jordan tried to do it. That didn't work out. It did well. not work out so well, but there's a good documentary on it on ESPN that really talks about it. It's really interesting. We'll check that out. Shout yeah. out to that. Um, but yeah, go back to your Greek talk. Let's we, hear about you football. You know what? Like, I, I, think, I, think, I think I've touched base on that. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting, but not that interesting. Okay, I would rather it. talk about... Let's say, um, I don't know, what's your... <laughs> Standby people, and here's a message from our sponsors. We'll get right back to you with more froth. Oh, hi, doggy. Did I remind you that this episode is brought to you by Temple Authentic, making some of the sickest, dickest jackets that you've ever seen on the West Coast to the East Coast. Go to templeauthentic.com, enter the promo code HENDO, that's H-E-N-D-O, and you're looking at 15% off your purchase from now until November 17th. So get it while supplies last, because these jackets are hot, 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 hot. And uh, we're back. 
Uh, thank you for joining us for that little break, people. Uh, we're back and we're frothing, dog. How you doing? Good, man. These micheladas were perfect for our little break. Little michelada break. For those of you that uh, don't know what a michelada is, can you break it down for us, Vice Rizla? It's an underrated drink, I must say. It's uh, it's like a Pacifico Mexican beer, whatever you want to call it, like a light beer lager. And you take a little Clamato. Clamato's a little tomato and clam juice. Sounds maybe not appetizing at first, but let me tell you, throw that in with a little chili flakes, a little salt, a little Worcester sauce. How do you pronounce it? Do you pronounce it Worcester? Worcester. Worcester, Worcester. You know, there's a lot of ways to play it, you know. Take that down. But, um, yeah, I know it's honestly, like, one of my favorite things. And I think it's kind of mostly, like, a SoCal thing because anywhere else I go in the country, people look at me like I'm a fucking crazy person if I ask for it. Do you know who really fucks with it? Me and Ian and uh, Andy, we all fuck with it. Andy got me on the train originally, and then I had one out in Hawaii at this place, Louis Bueno's, uh, supposedly RIP. I'm not sure if it's there anymore. It was one of my favorite spots. And I have found that the key is Negro Modelo. Clamato, like you said. Negro Modelo. So yeah. it's a little bit darker. Interesting. Yeah, a little darker. Gives a little bit more of a full body flavor, shall we say. Not to be so self-indulgent. Uh, you take that and you take tagine. Have you heard of tagine? Yeah, I believe it's that uh, spice from Mexico that has a little bit of salt and a little chili pe- pe- flake in it. You put it on fruit. Really good on uh, cantaloupe. Ah, uh, si. Claro que si. So you take that and then you take lime and then you take uh, the clamato. Mix it all up. I have made some great ones in my day. You guys come on down next time we see you. I'll make you one. Do not mind. You know, come on down. They're delish. He's not kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so speaking of drinks and recipes and making stuff and all that, you know, I got a health section on here in the years past, uh, last couple episodes. First one, I talked about manatee milk, which is now all the craze on Abbott Kinney. It's crazy. It's wild. It's blowing up. Have you seen that shit everywhere? Yeah, all the Beckys are drinking it. Yep, all the Beckys, all the Cheryls, all the Daryls, all the boys. And then uh, I called up my old mate Phil Dog. We talked about pizza and burgers and beer. Uh, what do you have to contribute to the health section, Vice Rizla? Okay, this one's a little bit of a secret, all right? So I'm going to lay it on you right now. Um, yeah, in the uh, Presidio Heights area of San Francisco, um, where all the stroller moms are and all the uh, retired tech dads, uh, they've been really taking this one on. Uh, it's called Fresh Press Coom. So, like, um, it's interesting. It's uh, locally raw, organic. Um, really c- important about the locally sourced part because it has to do with the highness of protein in it. Um, San Francisco's got a lot of high protein in their fresh fresh coom. Um, yeah, and it's just great for your skin and uh, great just for pretty much everything for your body. It just gets you really fluid. Fresh fresh coom, you said. Not kombucha. Or what's that called? Kombucha? Kombucha. Not kombucha, but coom, you said. Yes, yes, yes. How do you spell that? C-U-M. <laughs> Okay, and if you were a public, if you were a random person trying to acquire this coom, where would you get it? Oh, man, you got to go locally sourced. A lot of tech dads are really um, big on producing it. Um, And, uh, yeah, guys with a lot of high masculinity. (laughs) Um, All right, that's delicious. You know what? I actually was in Irwan the other day. That's this uh, Venice... Organic farm to table hipster spot. Oh, uh, the uh, Beckys love it. Yeah, a lot of babies there, a lot of Beckys. Um, couple Cheryls. I'm gonna take you there today. And I was in line, and this lady was like, "Hey, would you like to plot? Would you like to try uh, fresh pressed pine pulp?" And I was like, "What the hell is pine pine pulp? pulp?" Yeah, I said, "What is this shit?" So she's like, "Yeah, it's high in antioxidants, fiber, blah blah. All these. Uh, what do you call these words? Um, like synergy and curation. What are those words called?" 
Um, like words that grab people's attention and they immediately think it's like good or healthy for them. It's called marketing 101, ladies and gentlemen. Right, marketing. So um, I did try the pine pulp and it tasted uh, a little bit like jizz. I'm wondering if it tastes the exact same I as mean, this. Look, you know, it's probably it's probably a little nutty. Uh, probably comes from the pine nuts. Oh, yeah. And the cocoa nuts uh, era. Yeah, that's what I mean. I guess is that what this is that what this coom is all about? <laughs> okay, so if people were trying to obtain this, I know I I said where does it come from, but where can they get it at a store or what? Um, you can get it at. <laughs> all right, switching gears, people. The health section. Uh, by the way, that was glorious. Um, let's switch gears here and talk a little bit about traveling. I have a travel tip section. Uh, in my episodes past, and you yourself have been known to travel domestically, internationally, playing gigs. And locally. Locally, doing twisties under the name Viceroy, doing a little DJ baby dick action. Um, what's some kind of like travel tips that make you feel comfortable when you're on the road, when you're on the road and gone from home? Uh, good question, man. You know, you do it so much, you just got to make sure you're as comfortable as possible. Um, let's see, travel tips for me. One, overpacking is overrated, but... Underpacking socks and undies is very underrated. So my advice is, you know, light on light on the pants and shirts, but always heavy on the socks and undies. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what kind of stuff you're going to get into. Maybe you go, like, swimming or whatnot. You know, it's just always nice to have extra stuff like that. I find that's the one thing that I will be upset if I don't have, like, extras of. Yeah, you wake up in a hotel room with skid marks. You got no boxers left. You got to go buy an $80 pair of Ralph Lauren ones, right? Yeah, or Gucci. Yeah, I mean, that happens all the time, right? I know, exactly. Okay, those are some tips. I like it. I'm taking it down. I've written it in my notes, in my mind. Uh, a couple more? Yeah, let's, let me think about that. Um, let's see. I would say don't eat the airplane food. That stuff is garbage. You don't want to know how it's made. Unless you're sitting in first class traveling internationally, don't eat the airplane food. Bring on some snacks for yourself, something uh, maybe like some nuts or perhaps uh, some... You know, actually, even hydrating is really important because you don't even realize going up in the elevation, it's really, really tough on your body to do it constantly. So just make sure you always have a lot of water, maybe some coconut water. And uh, yeah, man, um, that's 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 what I just like focus on. I mean, I think you've talked about some interesting stuff in the past. Um, what is what are some of the tips that you've been you've been working on these days? Are you going to Hawaii and, and like this week yeah i leave on friday and um yeah those tips are great i agree hydration is key um another thing that i started doing it kind of sounds daryl but i've noticed that my ears get really fucked up when i go up and down so many times you take four flights and you come back and your ears are just like you you get a feeling when you can't pop them for like a week you might want to go to the doctor you might have an ear infection but if you don't and it goes away in a couple days something that'll help alleviate that is uh these things that are called earplanes is what they're called they're a little like they look like termite screws or something. You screw them in your ear, and while you're going up, have them in, wait like a couple minutes, take them out, and then you go down, same deal. Helps with the pressure? Yeah, and it helps with the pressure. I'm not by any means sponsored by these people, and uh, I don't live by the sword, die by the sword with this shit, but it definitely helps. And then another thing for me with long-haul flights is compression socks. You know how your feet swell up? Yep. You can't even put your shoes on by the end of the flight. If you get these compression socks... Dude, your feet are freaking skinnier than they were when you get off the plane. It just helps, like, with swelling and all that shit. I'm sure you could take Fresh Press Coom or Turmeric to help with that, but these compression socks are, like, pretty vital for that, too. 
I gotta say, I've, I've never had that happen, but I'm gonna, gonna get pay attention to my feet more on the plane. Yeah, it's pretty gross. You're walking around with freaking polywog feet, you know, and you're just like, might not feeling it. But uh, yeah, I'm flying out to uh, Honolulu on Friday. Gonna be, gonna be out there on the North Shore again. This will be my 11th year doing the Triple Crown. Uh, the Triple Crown, if you don't know, is kind of like the playoffs of surfing. This is where the minor league guys get boosted up to the major league and the major league guys fall off. So the points are very crucial and the drama is high. It's really exciting. You know, should I come visit? I actually have been in Hawaii since I was a little kid. And I was supposed to come visit you a while ago when you were working there and then things fell through. But uh, maybe I should come visit you, Surf yeah. Ambassador. I had a freaking room for you and everything. It was all ready. It had AC. It was all laid out. You know, we had your favorite coconut water out there. And uh, I would say 100% yes, come visit. Ian and Jackie came last year with Rob. They had a gig out there. And, dude, we had a hell time. It was, like, awesome time. Nice. Where were they playing? Republic? Uh, I think they played Republic, and then there's this creepy club, after hours club there called like Delirium or something. I was, I've gone there a long time ago. Hey, shout out Delirium. We were drinking that earlier. Oh, delish. Yeah. And uh, this place is like straight out of the 70s. There's like, I could get the name wrong. I don't know, but there's like all kinds of psychedelic colors everywhere. I was there with uh, Noah and J Pat. We're doing- oh, J Pat from the Knox, one of my favorite people. Yeah. It was a good night, but it went a little bit too late. Had to. Pull the ripcord and eject. Uh, late nights with J-Pad are not unusual. It was all time. Speaking of uh, late nights this weekend, got us feeling a little tired, you know, but that Schwitzen's definitely helping. Huh? Yeah, you know, always about the Schwitz. I'm also more about the Schwitz. You're more about the sauna. Um, well, the the Schwitz is the sauna. You Schwitz in the sauna. You, you, you do Schwitz in the sauna, but I think at least on a Jewish standpoint, the Schwitz is definitely the steam room. Um, but both are great. I mean, why do you like the sauna more? Uh, so I actually watched a YouTube clip, so I'm very informed. And this YouTube clip that I watched compared the sauna with the steam room. It said the sauna gets noticeably hotter, and it basically warms up your internal organs, and you're, it's dry heat. So whereas the steam room, you are sweating, but it's like a wet heat, so it's probably really good for like your sinuses, and it's good for your pores and all that, but the sauna is good for both and it's hotter so it's like doing a lot more work a lot of people say the only way that you can actually truly detox is through shitting or pissing but it's been proven that you do sweat out a few impurities when you're in the sauna 100 percent. have you been in an infrared sauna before no what's that that is something i've been wanting to try that is actually when they have red infrared light and you sit in there just like you would like a sauna but it gets way hotter it gets like over 250 it's a different kind of heat so it doesn't necessarily feel like you're you're getting hotter if it was the same equivalent of being in a a sauna and it goes into deeper layers of your skin to pull out heavy toxins and metals. And I've honestly heard it's amazing. I've been wanting to try it. Um, it that's what that's what all like NFL players, a lot of pro athletes use. Huh. Okay. I might have to check that one. Yeah, out. there's a health tip for you right there. Right. If you people out there have more health tips for us about saunas versus steam rooms, what do you know? Are you an expert? Can you please write in and let us know? Because I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know what kind of credentials you have over there. Yeah, I mean, I just my my inner Jewish schwitzing certifications that I've gotten since I was born. Okay, <laughs> those are some good accolades. Those are some good credentials. Um, 
coming up, when uh, can people come out and see you? Are you going to be playing L.A. anytime soon, or what's next on your agenda? Yeah, I'll be playing L.A. soon. I'm actually playing at the Fonda's special guest for EDX. One of the guys actually years ago, probably 10 years ago, got me into dance music. Um, so I'm honored that he asked me to come aboard. And the Fonda's a, a great place for me to, you know, I've never played there before, and it's a great place for me to get my L.A. start playing a gig. Um, so I'm really stoked about that. That's the 24th of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing for Turkey Day? Uh, I am going to be in Hawaii. We typically... Oh, that's right. You're going to be already leaving. Yeah, we do a big family-style thing. I don't know. This year's going to be different. We'll see. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be on the Aina out there. Um, going to be a good big feast. But EDX, let's get back to that. Who, what song does he play? I don't... Do I know him? You know EDX's stuff. He kind of was part of that progressive mo- movement before, like, the Vichys kind of blown it out and created a different definition for it, like, early... Early Eric Prids, early Cascade, EDX. It's like really when you go back to like a 2001, 2000 like era of that music. It's my some of my favorite dance music. Just really, really good, true progressive house, um, super vibey. But he's been around forever, and I've heard he's one of the nicest guys in the you know in the game. And yeah, he's one of my inspirations when I was coming up. You know, I don't necessarily make the same music as he does, but um, I'm really excited to play. My parents will be down here actually too because they're coming down for uh, Thanksgiving. So you're going to do that here. I'm going to do that here. Um, what's your thoughts on Thanksgiving? Quite honestly, I think it's not the holiday itself is overrated. It's nice to get together with some family. Or sometimes it's not nice to get together with family. Some people can't stand it. But um, I personally think that turkey is so fucking overrated. <laughs> like, it's not like, do you notice everyone has to go like out of their way to make turkey taste better? Like you're either just dousing it in gravy or you're doing turduckins. You know what turducken is? Yeah, I did that once. I yeah. did that last year. A duck, which I love duck, probably my favorite kind of meat, inside a turkey. And they also have the deep frying of a turkey. So doesn't that kind of like put some red flags up that people just really need to change it up and get rid of turkey altogether? Right. Now that you mention it, I mean, even the day after we're making cranberry turkey sandwiches, that's great. But it's more about the cranberry. It's not really the turkey. And the stuffing and the mashed potatoes. Right. It's a combo. It's a combo bite. It's not really turkey by itself. You're going to go grab a turkey and eat it by itself? No, absolutely not. I'm not getting a turkey sandwich, quite honestly. I just think it's just overrated. And quite. And if, and if there is a way it's done right, it's very rare. Um, you have to be a pro-turkey cooker. Um, I just think actually most most meats that are based in holidays in the States, I mean like the, the, the biggest ones, you know, I'm talking about like, it doesn't matter what religion you are, but like around like the holidays, around Christmas, um, or or just Thanksgiving, um, Fourth of July, get more steaks and stuff like that. But I find that like we just don't do it right in the states when it comes to the meats that are going to be in the main holidays. Uh, the the sides are phenomenal. Right. There's no question about the sides. But uh, I spent Christmas in Australia uh, with my old agents before I was going to play Boxing Day, and let me tell you, the Aussies know how to do holidays right. For sure. Have you ever been spent a holiday there? Uh, haven't. No holidays. I've done uh, that one where they flip a coin. Forgot what it's called, but they're just flipping coins all day. It's the one day <laughs> where it, they can legally gamble. Fuck. I know I got so many Aussie mates. You guys remind me what it's called. I forgot. But uh, anything, any holiday that they do it, you know, it involves massive amounts of boozing and drinking on the piss, oh, yeah. mate. Oh yeah. Right. Feeling pissed, mate, and getting maggot, as they might say. Yeah, dude. So like. Honestly, they do seafood. They do seafood for their holidays, and it was it was phenomenal. You got like prawns, all kinds of different fish. 
um, like kind of sashimi in their sides. It's just a better way to do a holiday family style dinner. I'm over the turkeys. I'm over the birds. Um, <laughs> what about pork tenderloin? Oh, I like? love pork. Yeah. Love pork. Like we went to a really good restaurant last night, Little Fatties in, in uh, Mar Vista. Yeah. That was delicious. Tell what did we have? What was that place all about? Well, what's what I like about like these new kind of Asian spots? They're probably the next generation of either Asian immigrants or the parents immigrated to the states. They're 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 upping the level of the quality of Asian food because I feel like that certain Asian foods have been in a rut. Let's be real. Chinese food has kind of been the same thing for a really long time. When you're talking about American Chinese food, that you go and they just have like the random names like King Hunan and. Hunan King and, you know, just like the, that stuff. It's just kind of the same thing. And I think people got in a rut with it. And I think the, those kids that grew up in those restaurants with their family owned, they're now opening more of these, I guess, fusion places, right? They're mixing a few different things. Um, we had some uh, pork bao that was unbelievable. We were making them ourselves last night. Um, even was, when you're, even, well, go on. Go I was on. trying. Keyword. I was trying, trying. trying. <laughs> but even if they do like the like you know the classics like orange chicken and stuff like that, that if you're really trying to eat this, you know, have a slutty Sunday. That's uh, my term for Sundays when you just really eat or like egregious, over the top, saucy, terrible food for you that just makes you feel better about your decisions you had on Saturday night, taking staying up till five a.m. So <laughs> slutty um, Sunday, I love it. Slutty <laughs> Sundays, yeah. So we had like yeah, even orange chicken, but it was just done better, and I felt like maybe it was like not necessarily healthier, but just felt like it was. I don't know, just a little bit different, a little bit newer. So little fatty, it's in Mar Vista. It was delicious. We overate. Rolled up noodles too. Did you notice that? I've never ever seen that before. Where they don't have them strung out, they roll them up in like like dollar bills. If you're using a little schnooter for some uh, bad stuff. Um, <laughs> was that and, the the fatty noodles we had? Yeah, That's the fatty noodles last night. Yeah, it was really uh, it was really good. They're so full. They're like very full. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was delicious. And they got a bar on the side, so it's very cool. I feel like that area is definitely up and coming because the way Venice is going now, people... L.A. is sprawling faster than we can imagine. I think... I'm making a prediction. Uh, I don't know when it'll happen, but I think it's... You know, like New York compared to L.A. New York can go vertical. L.A. has limits with skylines and all that. So I feel like sooner or later, L.A. County is going to reach all the way down to Long Beach and go all the way north to like... Uh, Ventura and shit like that. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Like I think, like the problem is because people in California are really soft, and that's a that's a that's a compliment and an insult <laughs> because I grew up half my life on in the, the East Coast and in California, and I like that people are soft out here. It's usually because of the weather, but also that that travels into everything else, like legally and whatnot, like other laws and complaints. And when you're talking about the skyline, like in San Francisco, like you cannot, like people that are in buildings that are owners or whatever, if you're building a new, you take a building down or whatever, right? Building a new high rise, it can't go over the top of the buildings next to you. They can, but the people can immediately complain and have it just shut down and only go to that height. So that because it causes an issue in San Francisco, because it just, there's a, you know, people are just so many people are moving there. Housing makes everything more expensive. I'm assuming it's probably similar in L.A., um, you know, and, and that's an issue. In New York, people are just like, hey, fuck you. We're just going to build this whether you like it or not. Suck all <laughs> You know, it's like that's just this is what happens. Like, you don't like it, get the fuck out of here. Maybe that's how My D got their band name. Like, you know what? Maybe they're – and it is actually a French guy, but maybe who's like, you know what? You don't like my high rise? Suck my D. You don't man. like my son? Suck my D. <laughs> so, soaking in the sun. Soaking in the sun. So – 
Yeah, I know it's interesting. I wonder what will happen. I mean, there's also these funny things where I have friends, like our friend Ian uh, works for Control Forever over in Long Beach. And I was asking him, like, you know, how's Long Beach? And everybody always says in these cities around the area, oh, man, it's really up and coming. Oh, man, there's a bunch of new restaurants opening. It's really changing, which always just is a euphemism for me that, like, it sucks and there's not much going on, but they're trying to make it seem better with a few restaurant openings. Sacramento's another place like that. It's just um, hopefully it expands out and, you know, better things happen to those places, but not trying to spend time in Long Beach. Yeah, that's I've heard it's actually pretty rad um and i think it's at a spot now where it's like get it while it's hot before it'll become too hot oversaturated uh we're talking your ak abbott kinney boulevard getting that fresh press coon all those uh, beckys out there and cheryl's and daryl's beckys from bali <laughs> what's the difference between a cheryl and a becky oh a cheryl is just kind of a a ratchet female version of a daryl right. guy yeah savage guy beckys are the ones that go to bali and become a fucking yoga instructor, usually blonde-haired, and they come back thinking they're better than everybody. Right. And uh, I think we all know a few of those. Just, I just got back from Bali. I was teaching vinyasa flow, and I was having fresh-pressed acai antioxidant charcoal farm-to-table kum with the uh, rigatoni special uh, gluten-free vegan cake that was made out of I'm rice. Than you. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Beckys around here. Yeah, in, a lot of Beckys in, in Abbott Kinney. Abbott Hi. Becky. Here's a message to the Beckys. If you're a Becky, find a way to change, okay? Yakuda. There's no Yakuda. There's no shout out to Chris Delia. Yeah. No. Congratulations. There is nothing wrong with, you know, finding yourself going to, you know, Bali and, you know, getting to yoga and stuff like that. But there's those types that push it their agenda on other people. And that's what I really don't like about the like self-righteous yogis. You know, like it's like, hey, your whole culture is supposed to be accepting and understanding. Don't push your shit on me. Right. And also, don't do it for the gram. Do it because you love it. Don't do it because you want to go take a picture and get a bunch of likes. Do it because if you're destined to do that, that's great. Yeah. I love it. Go for it. Freaking be motivated. You you're know? not but, better than everybody else. You're just there to better yourself. Yeah. Don't don't live your life for the likes, guys. We got to live our life for our lives, okay? I unfortunately and, have to live for the likes. It's business. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. That sucks. Yeah, I know. You know. It sucks to be you, dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it happens. No, you're selling a product, though. I'm not selling anything. I'm just being myself, I guess. But. I'm selling summer. You know, yeah. speaking of uh, photos and stuff like that, if you see if you see someone that has a lot of selfies in their profile and i don't mean like you like talking but i'm talking about girls because guys do it too but it just it just it just bothers me it, it feels like it's very um convoluted constructed and just narcissistic i mean like people out there go less on the selfies right what's the selfie to landscape to food to maybe video ratio that is acceptable you know i like i mean i'm we're all guilty of it but like i honestly think the funny selfies the goofy selfies those ones are always great where you have something in the background going on that's pretty funny but i don't need to see the cutoff just the head selfie oh my god like heart emoji shooting star emoji it's tuesday you know, like, I don't need that just, what is that bringing to the table? And then, like, yeah, sunsets, you know, we do sunsets once in a while, but, you know, they happen every goddamn day. So make it special. <laughs> well, that's exactly why I started, and I don't know if you guys have seen uh, my latest Instagram stories. I created this character named Blogger Batch Billy. 
B E T C H, uh, not to be confused with a female dog. I would not say that. Batch is more fun. Becky. Becky. And uh, the premise behind it is just poking fun at the absurdity of what has happened in social media culture. The fact that we are so like engulfed in appreciating these people who are just narcissistic, selfie and all this shit. So I'm like, hey, guys, they're getting freaking paid thousands of dollars to do a selfie post and tag a product. So I'm like, hey, guys, I'm here. I just got free makeup from Mac and I'm going to get $5,000 for this post. Hashtag always be influencing. Hashtag sunset. Hashtag never going home. You know, all that. It's really not even that hard to be an influencer these days. If you look, there's some articles that came out like you can trick companies into thinking that you're you're getting all these likes. I mean, you just pay people to like build, build your your heart race your hearts that you're putting out to random hashtags or commenting and and stuff like that and i get it's useful for business and i mean i've definitely had to do some certain things where i'm just like finding people finding new fans through like hashtags and whatnot but these companies are just giving out thousands of dollars to people that they think are getting all these this content that it's getting a lot of likes and comments but realistically they're just paying for that to get that done and probably paying very little to get the up you know upside of these companies giving them money so be careful that are out there right that's why i'm doing this social experiment to see if you know if people react whatever but on the last note of that and we'll move on um it's gotten to a point where i talked to somebody recently she's like told me that there's an app that um, pays restaurants, or I don't know how it works, restaurants pay the app, and these influencers go to a restaurant and they get free food in the hopes that they will tag the restaurant. So they get free drinks, free food, and in exchange, if these people have a huge following and they tag them in their story, they're seeing that as eyeballs, they're seeing that as potential new customers. So these people get free food and shit. No, it's true. It, you know, it's true. Like, I, I'm like a partner in, in a restaurant group in San Francisco, uh, this place called The Dorian, and then I'm a limited partner at Palm House. Now, we have people, we have these, like, things where we have influencers come through and try the food and because we know that they have followings, but that's where you got to be careful. You got to see, like, well, what is actually happening in the situation? Are these people actually, you know, have organic growth? Are they actually reaching people? Um, so you got to be careful about that, restaurant owners. Maybe we should start one and just to see if we can get away with getting free food. Dude, I would love to start a uh, restaurant. Me, you, and freaking Ian. I've been talking to Ian about starting some for a long time. Yeah, let's do. Let's let's uh, buy some followers, buy some bots, buy some likes, and uh, get ourselves some free food. That would be all time. Yep. I love it. Um, speaking of free food and speaking of living life like an influencer, what do you say we go get some lunch, bud? I think so, man. I'm fucking starving. All right. You guys can catch us at Irwan in the next 15 minutes just being blogger batch bellies and Beckys. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to check out more of the Vice Rizla over here, check him out on Instagram at Viceroy, V-I-C-E-R-O-Y. And what other kinds of things can they find you on? Oh, you can find me on Spotify, V-I-C-E-R-O-Y, if you want to hear some of my giant. I got a Jams Not Banger Spotify playlist on there. It gets updated every week, just filled with all kinds of jamming McJams, no bangers. Love it. And what's, real quick, jam and banger, what's what's the difference? Maybe should we wait? I think we're going to wait on that and like bring some special guests on and to ask them what they think is uh, a jam or a banger. Because that's a whole episode right there, That's huh? a whole episode, you know, just talking about it, because it really depends on what, you know, each person. All right, well, you heard it there first, people. Come on back and wait for the definition of jams and bangers. In the meantime, as we like to say, stay frothy, my friends. Aloha, wasabi, good night, and cheers to all the Cheryls, Daryls, Riggs, and mates out there. Adios, senoritas and senores.
Aloha and wasabi, everybody. Thanks for listening. And once again, this episode is brought to you by our homies at Temple Authentic. Don't forget to go to templeauthentic.com, enter the promo code H-E-N-D-O. That's Hendo. And you're looking at a 15% off your purchase from now until November 17th. Aloha and wasabi.